we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Understanding the Constitution in this episode of Lockdown Law. In this episode, I will give a very simple overview of the U.S. Constitution. Most people would be surprised that the U.S. Constitution is actually not that long. So if you're interested in more details, go read the full text yourself. This episode will just cover a basic framework. Okay, the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, but the Constitution was not ratified until 1788. The first three articles of the Constitution set up the three branches of government, the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. Then there are the amendments to the Constitution, which provide the bulk of individual rights and protections. Most notably are the first 10 amendments, also known as the Bill of Rights. Finally, there are other fundamental rights that have been essentially created by case law um, by the Supreme Court, and um, a designation of a fundamental right is so significant because if the government interferes, they must meet the strict scrutiny standard. Some, but not all, fundamental rights created by case law are marriage, privacy, contraception, interstate travel, procreation, custody of one's children or child, and voting. Okay, let's go through the Constitution and get a bit more detail. Article 1 of the Constitution sets up Congress, the House, and the Senate. First is the House of Representatives. You must be a citizen, be at least 25 years old, and a resident of the state to serve in the House. The elections are held every two years. The more populous the state, the more delegates you send to the House. So California has more people in the House than Rhode Island. The Senate, on the other hand, is two delegates from every state, regardless of population. You must be at least 30 years old to serve in the Senate and the elections are held every six years. Article 1 also sets up the Congressional Voting System and impeachment procedures. So, Article 1 sets up Congress, but it also provides the first mention of individual rights. Article 1, Section 9 prohibits 
bills of attainder and ex post facto laws. A bill of attainder would be a bill punishing a group of people, often without a trial. And ex post facto laws are laws passed after the fact. So, in general, the government cannot convict you of a crime allegedly committed in February of 2020 under a criminal law enacted in March of 2020. Okay, Article 2. This deals with the executive branch and the powers of the presidency. You must be at least 35 years old to be president. And Article 2 establishes that the president is the commander-in-chief of the military. Article 3 establishes the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court did not always have nine justices. In fact, the first court only had six. And the justices serve a lifetime appointment. Now, the theory behind a lifetime appointment is that it's supposed to keep them impartial or neutral and not compromised by the political pressures of running for office. The idea is you don't want them to get fired for an unpopular decision. You want them to focus on the law. Article 3 also discusses treason. The offense of treason is limited to two types of conduct. Number one, levying war against the United States. Or two, adhering to the enemies of the United States by giving them aid and comfort. Article 4 discusses respecting states' rights. If you're convicted of a felony in Florida, you can't run to Indiana and say, hey, new state, new rules. Nope, doesn't work that way. All right, let's get into the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments. First Amendment protects speech and assembly rights, as well as the freedom of the press and religious rights. Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. The Third Amendment is interesting. No soldier shall be quarantined in your house without your consent. Makes sense. Let me paint a picture. Hello. Is this the Johnson residence? Yes, this is Major Smith with the 3rd Army Battalion. We got a situation here. You see, we're getting a new roof on the barracks, and uh, we got nowhere to stay tonight. Your property sure looks nice, so uh, I think we're going to crash here. Hope you got some snacks in the fridge. <laughs> okay, government can't do that. Fourth Amendment. This one's very important. It prohibits the government from unreasonable searches and seizures. And it also discusses the need for probable cause when the government issues a warrant. And the need for specifics when the government issues a warrant. The government must specifically describe the place to be searched and the persons or things seized. The Fifth Amendment is another big one. This is very important, um, and a lot is included in the Fifth Amendment. You have the right to not self-incriminate yourself, so it, pro it prohibits self-incrimination, hence the phrase, 
I'm going to plead the fifth. And basically, the government cannot compel you to testify against yourself. The Fifth Amendment also has the Due Process Clause, which is a crucial part of our justice system. You cannot be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall private property be taken without just compensation. Okay. This one kind of bothers me for some reason. Well, maybe it's because I just watched the Disney movie Up. And let me tell you, that movie will make a grown man cry. It's a great movie. Basically, it's about an old man who uh, he loses his wife after many years of marriage. And uh, he cherishes his house because of the sentimental value it has. And all the wonderful memories he had with his wife in that house. And at one point in the movie, I don't know if it's supposed to be the government or some big corporation, but they end up buying all the land around his house and pressure. they begin pressuring him to sell the house. But he doesn't want the money. He wants to stay in the house. Anyways, he ends up hooking up the house to a bunch of balloons and flies away. And he notices a surprise when he's finally up in the air. It's a great movie, and it illustrates my point. To some people, money isn't everything, and it would be horrible if the government took someone's personal property that had special value and just paid fair market value. Seems crazy to me, but I'm digressing. Okay, Sixth Amendment. This one's an interesting one because it documents the right to a speedy trial, the right to a public trial, and the right to an impartial jury. It also provides the right to confront witnesses. The Seventh Amendment, this one documents the right to jury trials in federal court for federal civil trials. The Eighth Amendment prohibits cruel and unusual punishment as well as excessive bail. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments are kind of a catch-all for rights reserved to the states and the people. Okay, so that's a rough overview of the Bill of Rights, which is the first 10 amendments. I'm going to jump to the 13th Amendment. This is where it gets very important because at this point, this is the post-Civil War era. So you see, there was actually a widespread belief that up to this time, the Bill of Rights, or the first 10 amendments we just discussed, didn't even apply to the states that it just applied to the federal government. Can you believe that? In fact, it wasn't really until the 1920s where the Supreme Court stated that, no, it, it actually does apply to the states. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. The 14th Amendment is very important. It made clear that the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment applies to the states as well, and not just the federal governmental action. The 14th Amendment also provides the Equal Protection Clause. The 15th Amendment gives the right to vote regardless of color. However, at this time, it only applied to men. The 18th Amendment banned alcohol. The 19th Amendment, 
finally gave women the right to vote. The 21st Amendment repealed the alcohol ban. That sure didn't last that long, thank goodness. The 22nd Amendment introduced presidential term limits. Now you can only serve two four-year terms. FDR, for example, he served 12 years prior to this and was our longest-serving president. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Law. The information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available on this podcast are for general informational purposes only. Information in this podcast may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. No reader or listener to this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Use of and access to this podcast or any of the resources contained within the podcast do not create an attorney-client relationship. The views expressed at or through this podcast are those of the individual author writing in their individual capacities only, not those of their respective employers. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed. The content on this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error-free.